the Pittsburgh Steelers have some actual options right now. This is a team that looks much, much different than just weeks ago. And as we head into week 18, yeah, a playoff push is alive and very much so the topic of conversation. But the Steelers have also used these last couple weeks to see what holes they actually need to fill in the offseason. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackfine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers to go, your daily to go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on youtube.com slash all Steelers talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. And today it's very simple. The Pittsburgh Steelers are making a playoff push that is worth noting and worth paying attention to as we head into Sunday at Acrisure Stadium hosting the Cleveland Browns. The first time the Steelers will play Deshaun Watson in a Browns uniform. That's that is the topic of conversation. That is everything and anything anybody wants to talk about and anything and everything people should be talking about in Pittsburgh outside of some very tragic news for DeMar Hamlin and our constant prayers being sent there. But when it comes to the Steelers, the playoffs is the playoffs. The playoffs are the playoffs. This team has an opportunity. It seems real. As crazy as that sounds, it seems real. And they have gone from nothing to something. And just like Mike Tomlin said, it doesn't matter how you get in. I don't care how you get in. It's about how hot you are once you're in there. And the Steelers are a hot team right now. They're not winning by a million points. They're not putting up crazy games. But they're winning. And that's all that matters this late in the season. Are you winning? But what they've also done is use this time to figure out which question marks they already kind of have answered. None. I don't think any of them have been solidified with a yes or a no. What I do think happened is in the last couple of weeks, they've seen that they have some real options at places that they didn't think they had options at before. That for the first time this season, a lot of those question marks that we had at the beginning of the year and even before the beginning of the year are starting to be answered. And it's not the exact answer that the Steelers are hoping for, but it's an answer. And I don't think we had any answers somewhere around the bye week. It was just a bunch of no's. It was, oh, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. Now it's, okay, that's not good. But it's not bad. It's a building ground. There's foundations at places. And maybe some room for risk. And in the NFL, room for risk is huge. You need room for risk. Because you cannot build a team to perfection. It can't happen. But what you could do is you could analyze which positions you feel more comfortable with taking a risk. And I think the Steelers, heading into week 18, have a number of positions that they have already analyzed or started to analyze where that risk can be taken, how big of a risk they could take there, and whether or not they're willing to do so. And there's a number of positions I want to talk about. So let's dive into it. Let's start at inside linebacker. I think that's the easiest one to talk about. I think it's the most formulated if that's the correct word if that that's 
the right usage there. I think the Steelers have options. Robert Spillane is their guy. He's going to be their guy next season. He's going to be the guy moving forward. The dude has played 100% of the snaps in three games in a row. And I talked to him after the Baltimore game, and he said straight up, dude, I will play every snap all season long. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm here for. I love it. I got no issues with it whatsoever. Feels great. Okay. You can't realistically do that. Nobody could realistically do that. But it's starting to show that, well, you know, Rob seems to be the guy. He's their inside linebacker one currently. I think he'll be their inside linebacker one next season. I think that's pretty easy to see. The Steelers have always loved Robert Spillane ever since the time he barely made it up from the practice squad and started immediately making an impact. Now we're here. He is their true star at inside linebacker. And I think this offseason, the Steelers will hand him a pretty good contract and say, hey, stick around for a couple of years. Be our guy. He'll say yes. Easy. And that's that's their match. The other option or not option, but the other piece to this puzzle will be Mark Robinson. The rookie has taken on a role. He's played, I want to say, well for a seventh-round pick. No issues. Hasn't given up big plays. Very small sample size, but a sample size worth noting. And I think that the Steelers are starting to see, like, okay, we're not super comfortable with the situation of a seventh-round pick starting at inside linebacker. But right now, Miles Jack is dealing with an injury that I don't think is going to go away this season. Devin Bush isn't the guy. They've already admitted he isn't the guy. They just need options. And I think that Robert, Mark Robinson, excuse me, is their best option. And that leads into next season because Robert Spillane will be the line linebacker one. I think Mark Robinson has a good opportunity to be the linebacker three be that new Robert Spillane, and then you just got to find an, an inside linebacker too. And it won't be Miles Jack, most likely. It definitely won't be Devin Bush. But you could go find one piece to the puzzle instead of having to worry about three of them because somehow in this last couple of weeks, you found two. And one of them that you feel really, really good about. And if the Steelers feel good about it, that's all that matters. Let's stick on the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk about defensive line, which I think is another huge question mark heading into the offseason, whenever that may be. But one that the Steelers are starting to get answers to because guys are starting to develop. And those guys that I'm talking about are DeMarvin Leal. Because for the first couple games of this season, you didn't know where he was going to end up in the NFL. He wasn't athletic enough or fast enough to work on the outside, but that's where the Steelers wanted to put him when T.J. Watt was dealing with an injury. Understandable. Ever since then, he's kind of moved back to the inside, played a defensive end role. Seems to work much better at that defensive end role. We're seeing those results. And I think Mike Tomlin is seeing those results too. He said in his press conference yesterday, we utilized guys like DeMarvin Leal and Mark Robinson increasingly so maybe more than we did at the early portions of the of the year. We know more about ourselves as a collective. We know more about them as individuals than we did at the early portions of the year. So it allows us to make good judgments in terms of how we divide the labor in an effort to put ourselves, put our best team on the grass. I think the Steelers will head into the offseason again 
and I'm going to say this a million times, whenever that is, with a couple of options. They're going to make sure that at every single position, they are not walking into year two of DeMarvin Leal and Mark Robinson as them, as the hardcore starters, no matter what positions have already been locked. Those guys are the guys. That doesn't make sense. It's not the Steelers way either. DeMarvin Leal is a piece where I think you could fill him at defensive end and allow him to compete for the starting job next year. I don't think he's earned it yet, but I think he's an option. But I think above anything, it allows the Steelers to finally have some depth because they haven't had any depth. They've been working with Isaiah Loudermilk, who they hoped turned into something, didn't turn into anything. Now they're rocking this year with most of the season, it being DeMarvin Leal moving around, and that didn't really do anything good. Tyson Alualu playing backup nose tackle and then bouncing outside to backup defensive end, that didn't really do anything well. And Larry Ogunjobi, who I think is a key piece to the puzzle right now, I don't know if he'll come back after the season, but he's just kind of a plug-and-play guy, and that's who the Steelers have been working with. There's no building blocks. There's a old Cam Hayward who is still a pro bowler, deservingly so, and defines father time, and I don't expect that defiance to ever go away, truthfully. Eventually it will, but I, I'm not going to be the guy that says when. But they've had no depth. Now I think that they're starting to see that DeMarvin Leal can be a depth piece, can be a piece to the puzzle that you could feel good about on the defensive line, and you know where you're going to put him on the defensive line. Tomlin continued when he was talking about Leal. He said, he's one of those guys, elite defensive linemen. I, and I almost pause before I say that because I don't want to refer to him as elite are usually power players who are uniquely athletic or they're simply oversized athletes. They have had, they have hand-eye coordination of smaller people. They play catch, they pump balls with DBs and so forth. Leal is that type of guy that kind of falls into that ladder category. He doesn't really realize he's a lineman. I think that's huge. He doesn't really realize he's a lineman. I think that's so true because I think now that the Steelers realize that DeMarvin Leal is a defensive lineman, they're going to make him one, and they're going to make him a good one because they know how to form defensive guys. They know how to build defenders. They've always known how to build defenders. DeMarvin Leal might not know how to build himself, but they're going to work with him, and I think that that's going to work out so well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, you got to bring in somebody to compete with Leal, that you feel comfortable enough to say, hey, this guy could be a true starter, a very, very good starter, or a very, very good backup. But either way, it's got to be somebody that you feel that confident in and then allow him and Leal to compete in the offseason at defensive end, even if that's Larry Ogunjobi again. But it's a good option. And I don't think a couple of weeks ago the Steelers had that option. And the final two places are offensive line and wide receiver. And people are going to smile, laugh, call me an idiot, whatever. Let's start with offensive line. Because the Steelers don't need to go out and get anybody big. As crazy as that sounds. They probably need to replace Kevin Dotson. But I don't know if they're going to. That's the craziest part because I think that they like the continuity. I think that they like the foundation that is there 
And I think that they like the fact that they have a season under their belt with a group that they feel confident in. It's been a long time since the Steelers have felt confident in their offensive line. Maybe that's enough to say, okay, we don't need to change pieces and get all crazy. And I think one thing is for certain, I think Dan Moore has played himself into the starting role next season. And it's only taken a couple of weeks, but those couple of weeks and that turnaround and that development has been enough to say, I kind of forget that Dan Moore had a really bad season. And I think the Steelers are looking at it like, yeah, he's done enough for us to feel good and kind of use high draft picks and a lot of cap space elsewhere than left tackle. Left guard, I think, is another possibility. Kevin Dotson has not played well, even in good games. He hasn't really played well. Maybe you get rid of Kevin Dotson or move on from Kevin Dotson. But I think left tackle is kind of secured and the Steelers are going to rock with other positions in the NFL draft. They're going to rock with other positions in free agency and they're going to use those assets to build other places on this team before they touch left tackle. I do. And then there's wide receiver who you got George Pickens, you got Deontay Johnson. They're not going anywhere, but I think Steven Sims is the guy that could be the third. And then you have a guy like Gunnar Olszewski who's on a two year deal. I don't expect him to go anywhere because I think he's valuable as a run blocker. And you could say whatever you want. A wide receiver that can block well is worth money. And same with Miles Boykin. He's not on a two-year deal. He's set to hit the free agency market this offseason. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers quickly brought him back and said, hey, man, you're a special teams ace. You are a stud on special teams. And you're a quality run blocker, dude. You are the guy that gets us first downs on quarterback sneaks. That's very valuable. And then there's Steven Sims, who's your kick returner, your punt returner, and a guy who catches clutch third downs against the Baltimore Ravens and got his first start for the Steelers in week 17. You bring Calvin Austin in next year from IR. He's obviously got to compete for a spot. But you got to be feeling somewhat okay about the group that's here because they've played well so far. You have two superstars in George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. I don't really see the need to go out and get a third. Everybody keeps talking about Jordan Addison. Everybody keeps talking about Marvin Harrison Jr., which I don't think that one counts. You land Marvin Harrison Jr., you keep, you grab, you make sure no matter what you have Marvin Harrison Jr. if you have that opportunity. But I just don't see them going after a wide receiver in the offseason. I see them very comfortable with where they're at and then hoping that Calvin Austin fills the void of uh, 3B, 3A, whatever, and can play somewhat of a dynamic role, and they can have that 1-2-3 punch with Steven Sims kind of being that 1-2-3B. That's how I see that playing out because the Steelers kind of like who they have. They got three tight ends that they rely on. They got a bunch of wide receivers that play different roles, and they got running backs that can catch not really a group that needs to be added to. And I think the Steelers will use their assets elsewhere. It's come a long way. A couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, we were not talking like this. We were talking about all the holes and how bad things were and how the Steelers maybe need even more than a year to recover from this. Today, the Steelers are on the verge of a playoff. Their hopes are very much alive. Things seem 
realistic, as crazy as that is. And I think a lot of their holes that they've had throughout the season have kind of filled themselves. And now we just head into whatever the playoffs, week 18, possibly the offseason, feeling much better about the Pittsburgh Steelers than we did at the beginning of the year or at the halfway mark.